everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 95. Today we're going to be going over what we've been watching, followed by a review of the new HBO Max exclusive film, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, without further ado, let's get into what we watching. Hey, what you watching? Okay, so since we're doing what we're watching consistently again, I think I will go back to the basics and start with my favorite person once again, Nabil. What have you been watching? Uh, we, we, we had to watch a four-hour Justice League film. I don't think there was time to watch anything else, guys. <laughs> I think there was time. <laughs> people say this uh, shit, and then, like, people watch, like, seasons of stuff over, like, a two-day period. Like, I don't know, man. I don't have time. I'm binge-watching a show. Just binge-watch yeah. the Queen's Gambit. What the fuck the entire season? That's what I'm starting to do with my time. When I know I'm about to watch a show, I'm like, I'll watch a couple episodes of that. I'll be like, you know what? No, I'll watch a movie instead. So like I've been that. trying to like do that, that more. Yeah. I like that, Marco. Smart. Well, I did watch uh, a movie, uh, a couple movies, actually, besides the uh, gambit of Snyderverse films <laughs> that are out there right now. Uh, I got a chance to watch a film called Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar. Did you just it make that up? A, no. Is this made a movie? <laughs> That's a yeah, you fucking liar? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I've heard of it. I, I, I want to yeah. see this too, but I just don't want to rent it for nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I did definitely I have to spend the, the 20 bucks for that. Yeah. Uh, it stars Kristen Wiig, uh, Annie Mumolo, and Jamie Dornan. They're, it's basically about lifelong friends, Bob and Star. Uh, they embark on an adventure of a lifetime where they decide to leave their small Midwestern town for the first time ever. Uh, so they go on a beach vacation at a resort. And... The film is silly. <laughs> it's it's crazy. You you don't know what's really going on. Um, they get into hijinks. Uh, it seems grounded, and then there's some alternating reality things that happen. Uh, there's a lot of good chemistry between Kristen Wiig and Andy Momolo, who play, again play this, the title characters, Barb and Star, um, and they they interact really well together. It's it's definitely kind of akin to some of those uh, early two thousand SNL films where they're kind of like almost slapsticky but also kind of straightforward. Even a, a combo of like some of those Adam Sandler films as well from the kind of uh, late two thousands, early twenty tens. If you guys had to watch any of those, like Grandma's Boys or Grandma's yeah. House and stuff like that, uh, kind of in that style, not as raunchy, but um, but kind of that same kind of comedy. So it's it was it was funny, very entertaining. I wouldn't say I'd watch it again because it got real, especially at the end, it got a little weird. But and it's definitely not what you expect when you see the trailer. <laughs> you, it doesn't prep you for. Sounds anything. like my type of movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but it is it is quite entertaining though. So uh, if you, it's something for more of a uh, just a random quirky comedy, uh, I think I think it was definitely a surprising, surprisingly entertaining film. Right and, and the reason I don't say much about the plot more than what I've said, there's, it's hard to explain because there really isn't much of a plot except for the third resort. <laughs> and I if you kind of explain it, like, you kind of give it Somebody away. that I listened to uh, compared it to like kind of like the silliness of Austin Powers, too. A little bit. Yeah, there's there's yeah. some of that. There's like a there's a villain, like like an actual <laughs> okay. like evil villain situation that makes yeah. no sense either. And, and that's part of that, yes. And uh, you rented this one? I did, yeah. It was one of those uh, home premiere films, so I rented that on, uh, on uh, Amazon Prime, actually, cool. um, and watched that. 
Right on. What else have you been watching? Uh, I also watched before I caught it right before it fell off the the little things on HBO Max. That's that film with uh, Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and uh, Jared Leto as well, uh, where Denzel Washington plays a a beat cop who used to be, well, I guess he's a deputy sheriff who used to be a detective at one point and goes mm-hmm. into an LA County uh, case to go and supposedly drop some paperwork and then gets involved in this murder case that's going on and it brings back old memories and he's trying to basically find find him a serial killer. Um, that film was okay. I felt like it wanted to be like seven, but... Denzel Washington and Rami Malek didn't have that same chemistry as uh, as Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. I don't know. Have you guys have you guys seen this film at yeah. all? Did yeah, I, I haven't yet. Oh. Nope, I missed it. I would yeah, say it's, it's not trying to be like Seven, though. I don't, don't agree with you on that. I felt like you know they have that kind of detective thing where where Jared Leto's character isn't like Kevin Spacey's character, so that they don't have the same motivations. That's I, for I think sure. I think but. the whole thing is like it, it questions. Uh, people's determination and how far you go to get an answer no matter what i think is kind of what i'm going for i would i would agree with that yeah it's there's a lot of because there's, there's assumptions of, yeah a lot of self-doubt yeah. in that movie too yeah and they Which, kind of lead you yeah. down a path that could or could not be you know mm-hmm. true like it, he could have done something maybe he couldn't have done something we don't know there's a lot of ambiguity there but i would agree I mean, with that. Yeah. yeah did you like yeah, it? it you know i i liked it I liked it, but it wasn't. I, I guess I didn't get enough that out of it that I wanted to for like a kind of a, a mystery cop serial killer. So I, maybe I was expecting it to be a bit more like Seven, so it wasn't mm-hmm. as enticing as as uh, as that. It was much more slow paced. I enjoyed seeing Denzel Washington. I really and Rami Malek. I think seeing them together was was really good. But they didn't seem to have like I said that kind of chemistry that they were building as kind of like a. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say like a father's son, but more, you know, it was more like a senior to to the the new era of cops kind of thing. Yeah, but it's such a weird situation they're in. I I mean, the reason I watched the movie is Leto's performance is really good, so... Yeah, and I think yeah, um, Leto was. I mean, yeah. he played his one beat of being creepy, (laughs) dude. And I mean, he's he definitely keeps you guessing like the whole movie. Yeah, you don't know any of his motivations yeah. or what he's trying and, to do. And by the end, it's it's almost it's kind of the it has a pretty shocking ending to itself too. It's like yeah, oh, it's shit, it's so. it's it's both parts uh, surprising, but also a little disappointing as well. You just you know you, it it kind of goes off at a whimper. But I think you know, and I won't spoil anything, but especially how at the very end what happens is just kind of. It was a nice little added twist uh, into the film of, of what you were saying, James, like kind of adding in the, the doubt of where you really don't know what what is true and what's not. But I guess, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a good classic detective film. But at the same time, they've tried to, to put a modern twist on it. Uh, it just it just didn't have a lot of the excitement that I was maybe or at least intrigue that I was hoping for out of kind of like a murder mystery uh, detective film. Yeah, I agree. So, wouldn't recommend it, huh? I, I mean, if you like detective films, if you like kind of those, uh, I mean, a lot of people right now like the serial killer thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that that you you'd find that interesting for sure. Um, it, it's it is uh, again, it's not going to be something where you're you're saying you're going to be slapped with twists and turns throughout the whole film. That's not exactly what it is. It is it is slow going, but uh, the performance warrant. Yeah, yeah, performances warrant a watch. I think for sure. And I mean, it, it's one of the. It was one of those movies that was on HBO Max. So I mean, yeah, true. Check it out. Whenever these movies come on, at this point, I'm just like, well, fuck it. 
Because, I mean, I mean at, you know, well. before we used to watch pretty much every movie, you know, and it's like, well, I probably would have seen this and paid more money than it's probably worth, but... Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I agree with you, though. It's it, it's a bit of a slow burn, but I think there's some there's some things in it that are intriguing enough, especially Leto's performance, so... Yeah. Yep. Nice. So that's what I've so, been watching, Marco. Right on, man. Uh, what about you, James? What have you been watching? Just movies and shit. <laughs> that's... <all. laughs> Uh, I was telling you guys, I watched a lot of them again, because uh, Oscar season's coming up, so you guys can expect an episode where we go through some stuff, so we're w- moving through our Oscar list right now. I only have, I'm down to two movies now, and those are both the video on demand ones, and it's kind of like I'm just waiting to see if these fuckers become available or not, or if I just go see them in theaters around here, I guess, because, you know. That might be the case soon, yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I mean, I could do it tonight if I want to see The Father, at least. Minari's not playing around here anymore, though. So I think Minari might begin to release soon, I want to say. Question mark? Hopefully it is, because that'd be cool. Because yeah. I really want to see Minari out of any of the movies. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, until then, I have watched a few of the Oscar films themselves. Uh, one that I do want to tell you guys about is... I told you guys on a text thread, actually, last night... Uh, Another Round is a movie that is, uh, I think it's up for three Academy Awards. Very nice. Yeah. Best Director. Impressive. Something else, too. I don't know. It's, it, dude, this movie's fucking wild. So, it <laughs> is, uh, it's a Danish film, right? It's about a group of friends. They're basically teachers at this school, and they're, they're like in their mid-40s, maybe? Late 30s, mid-40s? And basically, the the lead guy's name is Martin. He's played by Mads Mikkelsen. So, I would say if you if you've ever ever liked Mads Mikkelsen, you're gonna love him in this role. Like he even got nominated for an Academy Award for this one in the British uh, Academy Awards. Bastards. Yeah, you know that's a different thing. By the way, <laughs> they have their own uh, Academy Awards in Britain. Yeah, but prestige. he's he's nominated uh, over there right now too. And he, it's basically like they've they've hit like a rut in life. I think which is kind of like. Like everyone nowadays, not everyone, but you know what I mean. Like at a, a certain point, like yeah. crisis almost. Yeah, a lot of people. I think it's relatable too. That's like they're just like bored with their teaching. Like Martin's like a psychology teacher, and his students fucking hate him and stuff. And like <laughs> he has his other friend Tommy, who's a. Um, it's it's hilarious, by the way. Tommy's like a PE teacher. He just doesn't give a shit about these kids. It's it's so fucking funny. But during the uh, birthday of one of their friends who's turning forty, he brings up that there is this. Um, I forgot the guy's name, but there's like a, a theory that if you stay at like a 0.5 level or something like that of a blood alcohol level or 0.05, something like that, uh, you're supposed to be more creative and more free and like basically more relaxed. And basically, so the guys come up with this plan, which is, by the way, this is kind of a comedy. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, oh, man. but it's like a dark comedy. There's like some drama to it and shit because there's obviously like a lot of issues going on with these guys' lives. But basically, if they stay at this level, they start drinking in the morning, and then they they go the Hemingway uh, Hemingway way of stopping drinking at 8 p.m. and not drinking on the weekends to be more creative. So <laughs> okay. they have like all these ground rules and shit. So like when they get to class, they start like drinking like in the bathroom, and then they come out, and basically all their lives improve, which is fucking wild. And <laughs> the movie is about them discovering kind of more about themselves and what they really want in life, and. I absolutely liked it a lot. I thought it was really well done. It's really well acted. Um, it's fucking hilarious, too. Obviously, just the premise alone. You know, four grown men 
getting drunk and basically staying drunk all day, which is... I um, mean, it, it makes me want to watch it right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, that's why I was like, Marco might like this one a lot. Um, Marco's like, I'm following that rule right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to look at right now. I'm not going to lie. Hats, I'm just kidding, hats I'm off to you boys. Uh, I think, once again, Mads Mikkelsen is just really good. He's so fucking likable in all his movies, man. I swear, dude. He's one of those He's guys very talented. Just, he yeah. has a lot of charisma, I'd say, right? I think uh, that's yeah, fair absolutely. enough to say. Like, he has a lot of charisma, and I think it's one of those things where, like, it, he, he just kind of makes the movie, and the other guys, it's just, it's it's really worth it to give this one a look. And, I mean, it's part of the Oscar list, too, so I, I hope it gets some recognition for something, maybe, but I, I, I'd i be shocked if it wins anything outside, because I, I don't think a lot of people saw this one. But uh, it's definitely one of those movies that... Um, just sit through it and watch it. I don't think it's. I don't think there's any subs for it, or dubs. It's only. It's only subbed. So, but you know, the way being half be Swedish, you know, it's a beautiful. Language. It's a beautiful. Where is language, it streaming? So. It is streaming right now on Hulu. It just uh, got there on Friday nice. actually. So, give it a look. So that was one that would actually came out briefly in theaters last year. So it's a 2020 film. Uh, the next movie I saw was a romantic comedy called The Broken Hearts Gallery. This is another movie that I've kind of wanted to see for quite some time because it was one of the few movies that dropped in theaters in September and um, then everything closed down again. But basically, this is a romantic comedy about a girl named Lucy. She's played by Geraldine Viswanathan. A, um, she's half Indian, by the way. I don't know if you can tell her not by the name. But basically, she is going through all these breakups and she's kind of a hoarder, right? The whole premise is that <laughs> she meets this guy named Nick, who's played by uh, that dude from um, fucking Stranger Things. I played Billy. Uh, Dacry Monag- uh, Montgomery. His handsome ass. So basically... Uh, that man is chiseled. Dude, he's he's got... I watched this with Janelle. Janelle was like, he's handsome. I was like, he's all right. <laughs> I was kidding. But basically, she starts a gallery where people leave trinkets from like their past relationships. And I mean, obviously, it's a romantic comedy. You guys can probably figure out the fucking ending by now. But I personally liked it a lot. I thought it was well done. I think the two leads have a lot of good chemistry. It, there are some boneheaded, like, why would you do these kind of things near the end of the movie? But for the most part, it's one of those feel-good movies. And it it was it's, it warmed my heart, I guess. Is what I'm it's entertaining, at. at least, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Janelle liked cool. it a lot, too. So I was like, you know what? It's a win in my book. And uh, that is streaming right now on Stars. actually. Just dropped. Uh, like two weeks ago on that one. So that was uh, those two. And then my final one, guys, that I want to bring up is kind of a hidden gem that I want more people to know about because I think more people should watch this movie. Because I, I follow this guy named uh, Chris Duckman, who some people might know. He's pretty famous on YouTube. He uh, reviews movies too. So in a way, he's kind of our rival. But no, not even because this guy is light years <laughs> the ahead competition, of us. competition, goddamn yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy's really <laughs> fucking good. I like his reviews, too. We seem to have the same kind of taste, too. But um, he reviewed a movie last year called Lake Mungo. It, it's actually a movie that came out in, like, 2008. It's been out for quite some time. Uh, it is a horror film about a girl, basically, that... Uh, I'm not going to try I'm not gonna try to give it away here, basically, because I want people to actually see it. By the way, it's streaming on Prime Video, and uh, it's about a girl that drowns, right? She dies in the beginning. This is not a spoiler, because it happens first... They tell you, right? But the the movie is shot in like a mockumentary kind of style where it looks like they're doing like a documentary on it. So it's kind of found footage in a way. That's pretty and, cool. And uh, the family, they live in Australia and they start ta- telling... I'm getting like goosebumps right now. This movie's creepy as fuck, <laughs> by the way. 
<laughs> I'm just letting you guys know. Um, Put your shirt back on, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's basically one of those movies where they she starts popping up out of nowhere. Like, she's a ghost. And they start kind of telling their story about how after their daughter died and uh, they started seeing her again. And it is some of the creepiest shit I've ever seen, bro. Like, real talk. This movie's creepy as fuck. It's pretty scary. <laughs> It's uh, it's a lot of like they show you this found footage, right? I put that in air quotes because you know it's a movie, obviously, or of like photos, and like they show you one thing, like oh, that's her in the back, and then later on you find out, like oh, hopefully you didn't check out that back right corner because there's some fucking creepier shit over even over there, and it's one of those movies where you're like fuck, man. So, so it's almost uh, got like hidden hidden images that just kind of pop up or something. A lot hidden, of times, yeah, and they, and then you kind of, uh, uh, I won't say what it is, but uh, it, it kind of unravels the story as it goes. It's not very long either. No. The craziest thing is like the, the director, this is like the only movie he's ever made. Really? Yeah, and he's like missing, like no one knows who this guy is. So it kind of, yeah, swear to God, like no one knows where this guy is. He's never made a movie since, and it's been what fourteen years. And like people, and like this movie's only been distributed on like DVD and then Prime Video, basically. Because, like, it, yeah, like I said, it came out uh, thirteen years ago, so it's kind yeah. of an older film, but definitely worth a watch. It definitely creeped me out. It's one of those movies that it's a quick, it's a pretty quick watch. It's not very long, and I think for found footage wise, if you're a fan of it, uh, they do a really good job. So, I uh, check it out. It's on uh, Prime Video. So. I may have to. I mean, that whole lore just sounds scary in the background. Just the guys disappear. It, see, it sounds him. like something up my alley yeah. that some that I would enjoy as far as like horror movies go. Cause, you yeah, know, and then, like I said, it's it. a it's a quick watch. I think it's only like an hour and twenty minutes long, man. Because they're trying to make it look like bad. it's like a documentary, you know? Yeah. Right. And I was so intrigued by it that I was like, "This is fucking creepy," you know, the whole time. So I was like, "Ooh, this is weird." So, but uh, I, I liked it though. I recommend it. So, little hidden gem if you're looking for a horror film. Is that all you've been watching? Yeah, sorry, that's all I've been watching. Uh, what oh, about okay. you, man? To make sure, I watched the Apple TV original movie Cherry, which just came out March. I want to say March twelfth is when it came out. So just fairly recently. Something that like that stars. <laughs> it stars Tom Holland and Ciara Bravo, and it was directed by the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe, who you know did the last two Avengers movies as well as uh, the last two Captain America movies and it's it's funny I think this is actually the first movie of theirs that I've seen that isn't like a comic book movie I know they did one other one that was trash because James talked about it on here but I was I was curious about this one because the trailer actually looked pretty good and I've only seen the trailer once I went in blind not trying to remember what I saw in the trailer but basically like the movie follows the life of this guy named Cherry, that's the name of the, of the character. I realized they never really say his name in the movie, and so when I looked at the credits, I was like, oh, I guess it's, "Yeah, it's, it's like name. everyone has like a nickname, basically." Is what they're yeah, for. and it, it it just chronicles his life as he like drops out of college and decides to join the army to become a medic and goes to fight in Iraq and how all these events impact his life and he before leaving he meets this girl named Emily who's like the love of his life they have this kind of weird relationship where they're like all into each other and then the next minute they're just like freaking fighting and these events kind of lead him to make the decision to join the the army and go off to fight and then come back and we see how all these decisions impact both his his 
like personal life and and also like his um his relationship as well it's a uh, pretty freaking graphic as, as far as uh the violence and as far as the the drug usage in this movie goes overall i th- i i liked it um i i thought it was pretty well done for the most part i it has a lot of great cinematography in it there's a lot of really good like shots of him out in Iraq and and you know getting into like battle and trying to like survive. I also like the performances a lot. Tom Holland, he's he's just a very charismatic and charming actor. Like he he's like I know a lot of people only know him as Spider-Man, but man, like it's really good to kind of see him like step away from the comic book movies and become like a like a true actor because he he does an incredible job in this as far as like struggling with his decisions and and struggling with his PTSD. I've never seen Sierra Bravo in everything in anything either and she does a phenomenal job too. Their relationship is believable to a point. Obviously they do like some Hollywood stuff where it's just like okay, I, I guess, but for the most part, it's it's believable these two people love each other and that they're they're going through these struggles after he comes back from war and and is struggling with like this trauma that he has from all the shit that he saw there. I also kind of like I guess the I, I'm not sure what kind of commentary they were going to if they were just kind of like criticizing like how we treat our troops and our veterans and how we just kind of like like put them out there to fight and then we just like don't like we kind of like just forget about them and all the shit that they go through and don't really offer like a lot of support because there's some of that that does happen in this movie and i think that's kind of where like the movie sort of falls short where it's it's kind of like not a hundred percent clear like what it's really going for or what it's trying to say it's sort of just like these events happen to this guy and it's sort of like another one of those snapshots of like what happens to to this guy and also because of the fact that he like struggles with drug usage in the movie it almost kind of makes him an unreliable narrator because he's the one that's telling the story and he tells it sort of in flashback form so aside from that little problem as far as like what it is that it's trying to say everything else about the about the movie kind of worked and i kind of liked it mainly like for the performances for the action sequences and the the fact that it it didn't hold back whenever like it did show like anything that had to do with like being in the army or with like the excessive drug usage. Uh, like there were times where I had to turn away from the TV because like some of the drugs they're doing, I'm just like, God damn it. I, I just can't watch this. This is fucking too much. I don't know how many times I'm going to watch Tom Holland, like put a fucking needle in his arm. But yeah, I I'd say definitely check it out. If, if you're into these types of movies where it kind of like chronicles life of, of people and, and their decision-making and, and how it affects their life it's on Apple Plus, so if you subscribe to that, check it out. If not, they do have a five-day free trial, I believe so, and it's only like five bucks a month or like fifty bucks. It's for pretty like cheap, year, so. yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Or say. you know what? Um, do what we do and get someone's login and <laughs> you know share that, that shit. Apple's a little more strict on you... that shit, though. I don't know if I would give yeah. anyone my Apple ID login because you would have access to a lot of shit. That is true because it does link to that. So maybe, yeah, yeah maybe not. But uh, you saw this movie, didn't you, James? Yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, I'm not sure if the Russo brothers know how to direct a movie that's not a Marvel film, though. To tell you the truth, so <laughs> really. uh, they do everything in this one: slow motion shots, a camera shot of uh, Tom Holland's anus, everything, man. So yeah, it's weird. Like it's way too long too. Like it does not need to be two hours and twenty minutes long. It's fucking ridiculous. 
No, there uh, there are some scenes like they they could have trimmed down. It takes an hour to get to Iraq. One. Like like the beginning, it's a very slow start in this one, and I think and again I mean, like. I don't know how many what? times we've got to watch this guy do drugs. Like, I get it. Yeah, he's, I mean. He's a and, drug addict. Yeah, I was told, I, mean, I watched this with my brother, and yeah. I even told him, I was like, dude, there's more drug usage in this than in Train Spotty. I mean, the the way that they break, I mean, that's that's what I would say the movie's really about. I don't. It's barely about the war. It's a PTSD guy comes back, and he's a drug addict, and you get to see what he does for an hour and a half after that. Robbing banks, kind yeah. of. Apparently, it's really easy yeah, to do in the Midwest part. back in 2007. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know. He's I think he did an okay job too, but I think he's kind of miscast. I think they should have went with someone a little older. Um, because like I liked him in The Devil all the time and shit. Like I feel like he fits that role right. a little better. But for something like this, I don't know. The Russo brothers are like, let's just use guys we've used already. I guess. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't but think no, that cinematography wise, it looks it looks good. Cinematography wise, yeah. it looks good. Um, the chick and him, uh, they had a really good chemistry. But I I would say it drags. Like we get it at a certain point. Like you said, Marco. Like. Okay, yeah. how many more fucking places are we gonna hit up? Like, let's just keep it rolling, and then it was kind of weird. And that like, they did so there are some things that happen in, in the movie yeah. where I'm just like, I I really don't think they would stay together after that. But okay, I mean, they're both like they're both uh, users and shit. So I mean, I yeah, I, mean, I wasn't shocked at a certain point, but there are some annoying moments where she makes some pretty boneheaded moves on her own. I'm like, okay, yeah. And then they had this really unnecessary epilogue at the end too. That I was like, I don't think we needed this. So. Yeah, I, I don't. Think I mean, if you have idea. Apple TV Plus, though, check it out. I mean, but I mean, yeah. if you're gonna choose one, um, I don't think I talked about it, but Palmer, I think, is a is a, a better 2021 movie overall. But I get a, I got some respect for them, uh, Apple picking this one up. So yeah, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch at least. But I mean, just yeah, that's what I think too. It's worth a watch. Yeah, absolutely. Don't expect to get your mind blown or anything, but you know, no. it's it's no. uh, it's entertaining at least. Aside from that, I also saw the uh, new Disney Plus exclusive show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which you know stars Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier and Anthony Mackie as the Falcon. And it's uh, I'm gonna go in without trying to spoil too much, but it takes place after I think it's like six months after Endgame. Yeah. And I am gonna spoil the ending of Endgame. So if you haven't seen that movie, then I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you've been, but uh. Someone's like, you wait need a to minute, get a free subscription to Disney Plus and, and watch that shit. But if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead. But basically, Falcon gets the Captain America shield, and Captain America says, "Here, you're the new captain." And it it shows what happens after that, and Falcon dealing with that and not really feeling up to becoming Captain America. And a lot of what I'm saying right now is in the trailer, by the way, so it's not really spoiling. I promise I won't spoil, like, a lot of it. There's not really much to spoil in this episode anyway, so it's just him kind of dealing with that and also him trying to acclimate into civilian life after basically saving the world and being an Avenger both underground and also... uh, fighting aliens and shit. And also the Winter Soldier who's trying to acclimate himself after being brainwashed by Hydra for so long and also like getting dusted and coming back. And it, it, it's kind of like a really good kind of like look into these characters because they don't get much development, especially Falcon in the Avengers series or in any of the Marvel properties. Cause obviously none of these guys have their own, mo- their own movie with the exception of the winter soldier. But you kind of see like how their personal lives are affected and how the superhero life Although it seems like very grandiose and it rewarding 
when it comes down to real world shit, it's not. They're kind of sort of like, you know, they're not really anything in like regular social life, you know, and it, and it kind of shows that. And I kind of like that. I kind of like it, that sort of like deconstruction of the heroes where it's like, oh, everything's great in my life. And it's like, no, it's not. You know, like you may be a superhero and you kick ass and everything, but uh, everything else from your like financials to your family life is kind of like in, in shambles right now. You're trying to like see how you can balance both of those things while at the same time like being handed I almost want to say mantle. though, I, I'm out. That'd be a spoiler though. Never mind. I won't say it, I guess. But I mean, in, <laughs> I think in. I don't. I'm gonna say it. I don't give a shit. It's not really a spoiler. Who the fuck cares? Go for it. Falcon would get a loan at any fucking bank. As a person that came from a bank, I'm gonna let you know right now. True. He would have. Uh, I'm just saying. Like Tony didn't leave no lawyers behind. There's bullshit. That's all I'm saying. True. One of the it, biggest it, that, corporations don't have no fucking people to help this motherfucker out for buying a shit boat. Like, come on, guys. Not not only that, but the fact that he fucking saved the goddamn world. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'd have yeah, been like, yo, bro, uh, I'm, still got I'm back credit, part of guys. the... He sells bad credit, yeah. yeah. That credit score will right. kill you one day, boys. Uh, that's all. I mean, and, and, then, and, and, meanwhile, Winter Soldier's out if, there and I don't know killing Asians and with, shit. Because I was watching a YouTube video, and they were like, well, you know, think about how, like... I, I guess they're, they're trying to, like ground it a little bit more but it doesn't work because yeah, yeah but it's fucking half stupid. the planet like, gets dusted oh, and okay. then yeah there would be a fucking there would be a law that's in like hey we're, we're not gonna like, come on guys jesus Christ. yeah get with it Marvel. it is kind of weird but it, it does kind of show that hey like the superhero isn't all it's cut out to be and i, I just kind of like, like the... let me just go rob the bank shit <laughs> right he kind of could me and cherry but right it's... here we'll go fucking rob it i mean spider-man <laughs> yeah but it, I, I just kind of like the look in, into these characters and kind of getting to know them inside a lot more and kind of explaining more of their, their backstories and stuff because it's, it's interesting to me. And it, and it makes you kind of like these characters a little bit more too. So hopefully, yeah. you know, we get more of these moments later on. And I know from, like, what the trailers show, it's supposed to be, like, more action-packed than WandaVision. But I would like I mean, to see, first like, how... I mean, 20 minutes was more action-packed than all of WandaVision, I think. Yeah, was yeah just a bit. And, uh, actually, yeah. this is the number one. Uh, they just announced it today. This is the number one premiere, the biggest premiere they've had of any show on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, because so. it has more of a direct connection to the Avengers property, like straight up. So there's that. And yeah, the action yeah. sequences are just fucking amazing. the The opening scene has probably one of the best action sequences in a Marvel property. I think it's pretty awesome. So check it out. It's on Disney Plus. Obviously, if you're a fan of Marvel properties or of comic books or of these characters, then, you know, you're going to check it out. Or you're just going to wait and let us spoil everything for you. I don't know. Either or. I mean, I feel like some people let us do that. Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> just want to see what they're walking into. Let's see, like, see what these guys just are Just fucking Did tell you watch me. it yet, Nabil, or no? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, oh, that's right. I won't. I was, sorry. Nice. Nice little mix there. Nice little mix. All right, let's get into our main review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. I had a dream. Almost like a premonition. I think there's an attack coming. My lord, this world will fall. I need warriors. I'm building an alliance defend ourselves. How do you know your team's strong enough? If 
you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it. You were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. They're the age of heroes who never come again. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, this currently has a rating of 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Zack Snyder's definitive director's cut of Justice League. It's the, the chairman to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain. Bruce Wayne aligns forces with Diana Prince with plans to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from an approaching threat of catastrophic proportions. So this came out on uh, just the other day on the 18th on HBO Max. And, of course, directed by Zack Snyder, who, if you don't already know, has uh, done big films like 300 and 2006, Watchmen, back in 2009, and Man of Steel in 2013. Uh, it's also been penned by Chris Terrio. He helped with uh, Argo in 2012, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice in 2016, and Star Wars Episode Nine, Star The Rise of the Skywalker in 2019. A little bit of puke came up there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck. So we got a we got an all star cast here. We got Ben Affleck uh, as Batman, Henry Cavill as Superman, Amy Adams as Lois Lane, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Ray Fisher as Cyborg, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Ezra Miller as The Flash, Sharon Hines as uh, Steppenwolf, Joe Morton as Silas Stone, and Ray Porter as Darkseid. So a big cast of people, a lot of stuff going on in this film. Let's ask before we actually get into the movie itself. Uh, did you guys rewatch any of the other DC films you were watching this, uh, James? Uh, yeah, I rewatched uh, just the Snyder stuff pretty much. I watched uh, Man of Steel and um, Batman v Superman. I actually, God, after the shit show of fucking advertising the IMAX version, I, I found know, right? out. I mean, I just had to watch it through my own version on Apple. It uh, <laughs> upgraded it because I mean, dude, it was the, it was the most confusing fucking release I've ever seen, dude. They're like, it's coming. And then they even emailed me that it was on HBO Max. And I was like, no, it's not. They were up and down with it. I, yeah, I don't ever then, think they I got showed, a definitive answer. Yeah, I showed Nabil tweets says where, yeah, I showed Nabil tweets, though, yeah. where, like, their support was like, it's coming later today. And then five hours later, like, oh, we have no plans. of really. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So uh, I did so get dumb. to see the IMAX version, though, of that, which is just the IMAX scenes were blown up. I mean, you and I saw this yeah. in IMAX originally, but this is the ultimate uh, cut. So, I mean, it's 30 minutes longer, so. Uh, my opinion is about the same on these ones. Man of Steel has always been okay to me. I've liked it. I think I've warmed up to it a bit more. And then Batman vs Superman, I think, is an all right movie. So, what about you, Marco? Uh, had, had you ch- had a chance to watch any of the other DC films? Nah, I didn't watch it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> People are just wanting to see Suicide Squad. I didn't know what the fuck this was all about. <laughs> I, Shit, I, I watched, watched Iron, I watched Iron Man one and two. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Shit. I watched uh, Endgame and Age of Ultron in that order, sir. No, <laughs> I watched baby. <laughs> I watched the getting the whole Joss Whedon experience. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Shit, bro. <laughs> no, I I watched Man of Steel and also BBS, the extended cut. 
not the IMAX version though, because I don't have it on Apple TV. But uh, yeah, not to I, mention who, who fucking knows how you'd find it at this point, Mark. No exa- exactly. Yeah. Like I said, the the ad said it was going to come out on the 18th, the same day as Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I was excited. I was going to watch them back to the back, but that didn't happen. So yeah, I ended up just watching those two movies. I really like Man of Steel. I, I like the uh, the the tone of it. I like the more serious aspect of it. I know a lot of people don't like that, but it worked for me. I understand it's not for everybody, and I, and I know that it's not the comic book accurate version of of Superman. But it's it still works for me. I, li- I like that it still has some heart to it, and I like that you know, Superman is actually struggling with trying to become a symbol. And how he's trying to, you know, fulfill that and, you know, make his parents proud and stuff. I also like BVS, the extended cut. I think it makes it a, a much wholer movie. I know it's like a controversial film, but it, it works for me. I know it's not for everybody, and that's fine. Like, I'll enjoy it when I watch it at least. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the extended cut, even, like, people that disliked the theatrical cut were like, yeah, it's a better movie. I mean, it's not going to... If you didn't like the movie, it's not necessarily going to change your mind, although I have seen some people where it does. Um, I think it's worth it at least to check it out and see that extended storytelling that does flesh things out a little bit better. What about you, Nabil? I mean, I've done the same. I watched Man of Steel and BVS. Uh, Man of Steel, I've always liked that movie. Uh, I I forgot how dark it was still. I was telling James, like, there's just not a lot of... uh, uh, No no smiles. smiling in that film. Nobody's smiling. No happiness allowed, bro. Yeah, but but I do enjoy that film. I liked Henry Cavill as Superman, and and that just kind of reinforced that idea. Um, BBS, I never saw the ultimate cut, so this is the first time I got to see this version of it. And really, I did. Yeah, I did enjoy it slightly more than the original version, but I mean, again, super super heavy. And this is Snyder's thing, and I get it. So you know, you take it for with a grain of salt, knowing what you're getting into. But uh, that film especially just reminded me like how gritty it was, and it 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 really kind of threw me off a bit, especially with Man of Steel. Like you were saying, Marco has a bit more, a little bit more hope, a little bit more optimism. It is it is woe is me in in BVS. Like the world is just ending, and Bruce and Bruce is just you know out to get uh, uh, Clark and. I forgot about the scene and the the White House at the Senate office and, yeah. and what happened there. And I'm like, but it, make, it, make, it kind of makes sense it's for just heavy. for the arc, you know, because it's it's I, the way he made it is it's supposed to be more like a like a three story or a three movie arc, right. even longer than that. But uh, it it makes kind of sense where it's like shit's kind of bad at first and then it gets good. Whereas like, and I think I even mentioned this like in our like previous review that it's it's. Unlike other movies where things start off good and then they get bad, it's sort of like working itself backwards, which I guess doesn't always work sometimes, you know? All right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, overall, okay film. So uh, I enjoyed watching those again. Right uh, what about your thoughts on uh, the the old 2017 Justice League, the Whedon cut, uh, the official canon version <laughs> of the DCEU? <laughs> I'm you glad you didn't about pull that, me and read the yeah. typo. Because I would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Are you asking me or James? Sorry. Yeah, I'm asking you. What, so what What did you oh, think about it? Uh, it's it's funny. We actually reviewed I, this, by the way. So this yeah, is we actually did. an old episode. It is. We've, it's now made, we've now survived our two Zack Snyder films to the point where you could go back and hear our old thoughts. Yeah. A, young, so a, it's younger, funny a younger movie pals pod. This this is going to be part a part of a a topic that I wanted to do, 
that a, a listener actually suggested on IG, which is like a movie that has that you have significantly changed an opinion on. And I would have chosen this one, Justice League, because I actually went back and listened to that episode. And I think James did, too. And I was amazed at what Marco I said about this movie. Marco loved that fucking yeah. movie, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, Marco and even says time, at one point that he did not notice his CG of the mustache, I believe. And I was like, what uh, You know what? I, 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 I actually it didn't only bother me, noticed bro. it at the beginning. I noticed it at the beginning and in some scenes. And It's really obvious I now, I think. rewatched the movie because I bought this fucker, by the way, on Amazon <laughs> when it came out to stream. And I remember rewatching it and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, this, I'm not getting the same feeling as I did when I saw it in theaters. And then I watched it again. I'm like, man, this movie just feels completely, like, just wrong. And then I start to, you know, hear that there were a lot of reshoots, that, like, 70% of it was reshot, and that there's, like, another version of it. And I was like, could there be? Because it does kind of seem like this movie is just at odds with each other. Like it's just constantly battling whether it wants to be like cheery or whether it wants to be like more of a serious, darker tone. And then when I, I finally like came to the verdict that it just wasn't for me anymore. When I rewatched, like, I guess sort of, I, I did this. I rewatched sort of like the Snyder verse quote unquote, where I watched man of steel, BVS, the extended cut, and then justice league. And I was like, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb and it just doesn't really mesh well with like the vision or with like the, the story arc that he was going for. And I'm like, Holy shit. It, t- it really took a left turn. So ultimately it's, it, it's a, it's a weaker movie in my opinion in short, but yeah, I wanted to preface it with all that stuff. Four years makes a difference guys. Yeah. It does. You know, you gotta, That's why I would have been, been that, been that like movie for that topic. Almost. Yeah. Um, I want to say before I said it was okay, so I think it's still okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm not really a fan of anything anymore. I guess I don't fucking know anymore, bro. So numb. To <laughs> I'm so fucking dead to comic. <laughs> I've been I've been telling Bill this. Like, I think I might be done watching comic book movies for a while, man. I'm just so burned out of them. So, um, I don't know. It was cool. I think I I mentioned in that original review that it was just kind of cool to see everyone all together. But then, like, you know, this is before, like, Aquaman got his own solo film. And I was like, wait a minute, that's way better, you know? And, like, Shazam's really good. And then Wonder Woman 84 is fucking terrible. So, I mean, you know, yeah. two steps forward, one step back. So, um, that's what they're good at. I mean, ultimately, it's, you know, it's the canon film, which is strange that this is still the one that's technically in canon. But their fucking timelines are so out of whack and out of place. And doesn't really matter anymore, I guess, is what I'm getting at. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm indifferent. I don't really Makes care. sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, totally I, different I mean, than, uh, I, than episode eleven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that James had a lot of hope left in him still. <laughs> so that much. That James thought the Batman was coming out, so I was like, the Batman should fix it. Yeah. We, didn't. we I mean, we all thought that. We all thought that was coming out. We all thought Flashpoint yep. was coming out. We were super I mean, excited for still Wonder coming Woman out, too. but yeah, man. And then I think I was just blinded by Gal Gadot's prettiness that I just didn't realize she was a terrible actress. See, I don't so think yeah. she's bad. I, yeah, I think she's. I don't think she's I've I seen think worse. Oh, I've seen worse too. But I mean, she's part of that. She's part of that crew now. Uh, oh, what about man. you, Nabil? What did <laughs> you think so about uh, Justice League? R.I.P. 2017. Uh-huh. R.I.P. Yeah. I mean, I 
I thought the film was okay. It's different. It's it's especially um, remembering a lot of the. It we didn't really try to kind of bring up the room and and make it a little, little more upbeat with the jokes, you know. So I get it. There was a, one thing it, I did a more Marvel. I know. I don't I even. I, truthfully, more... I don't blame him on that. That's the studio. That's Warner Brothers. Yeah, like, they were so going that people, way as well. I know nobody likes Joss Whedon anymore, but everybody was sucking this dude's dick before when fucking J- Avengers the came Avengers out. Avengers so. and stuff. Yeah, yeah but before like, when he was a piece all... of shit. I know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, apparently everyone knew he was a piece of shit already. He just hit it really well. Yeah, they just they they brushed it under the rug, and then they were like, "Oh shit, you know, fuck it." <laughs> but yeah, it's in style now. Let's hate Joss, but um. You know, ultimately, that's Warner Brothers' decision. So a lot of people and right, yeah. let them slide, and I'm like, wait, guys, it's it's, it's still them, by the way. They make mm-hmm. all the they they came in because BVS was doing so bad mm-hmm. that they were like, we got to change this now because they were in pre-production already for Justice correction. League. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, fuck, we have to make it funnier and people less dark, I guess. That's Warner Brothers' yeah, issue it, with everything. Truthfully, man, they, they pivot too much. They're always just changing. Yeah. Which, like they don't stick with the idea. Um, which makes no sense because you might as well at this point, especially when you invest. No, they, so they want to bring it. back. They're Joel the Google. Of, they're the Google of like fucking tech stuff, dude. They just kill it. Yeah, <laughs> they kill their shit after a year. Like I don't know, it's not working out. Kill it then. Get rid of the studio. They're they're way so. too fucking impatient. That's the thing. Like one like one bad like movie or one bad review or one bad run, and they're just like freaking out. Yeah, and just jump shit. Which is funny because they still make money, so it's not about yeah. profit. Maybe not as much money as they want, but they still make a profit. Maybe they want to be more apparently it's not enough critically acclaimed, I guess, like a Marvel film. But I, I will say about the Justice League film, I did like the from the Whedon <laughs> version was the color palette. I really just watching Man of Steel and then BVS and then even the, this Justice League of Snyder Snyder's uh, Justice League. <laughs> I really kind of miss. Oh yeah, heads know, up to everybody. The bill got 4K finally, so he's part of the club. Yes, <laughs> Welcome to 2016. Yay! Um, We're gonna celebrate. <laughs> yeah, um, not the best movies to do probably as a demo. I would say <laughs> on 4K, <laughs> probably not. A little darker, but um, I, I understand yeah. the color palette. But I mean, you know, that, that's part of the whole lightheartedness. I think too. It's, sh- ones, it's so. a shtick. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was like like you felt, James. I'm like, it's okay. Uh, it's not something I'd really want to see again. But I've know. actually, you guys want to know something? I haven't seen it since we saw it in theaters. Oh wow. Way. Okay. So, and yeah. I bought it. I mean, I bought it too, and I just a lot of times I buy shit just for you guys. I don't know if you ever noticed. Unfortunately, that. I have. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know yeah, my opinion so. changed, though. Yeah, I like to just keep that in the past. Like, well, well, speaking it, about no, opinion, you, you revisit movies sometimes, but I, I know it's it's less to a point, but a little less frequent for me. But it has to be something that I I probably liked a lot to begin with, Marco. Like enjoy yeah. enjoyability wise, I think probably is what I'm yeah. looking at. It's the stuff I'll probably go back to. Or like I said, if True. they get a 4K remaster, I'm a sucker for like okay, let me go check out the Back to Future trilogy, shit like that. Yeah, it looks. Yeah. So sometimes it's nice to see like has my opinion changed and stuff because you know. Yeah. Sometimes it does. Other times, like I rewatch all the Marvel stuff, but it's just the DC stuff. I guess is the the set of films. I'm like, I'll get to them. I guess I don't know. So. <laughs> well, this is speaking about opinions, let's let's talk about this Justice League, Zack Snyder's cut. So, James, what were your thoughts on this film? I mean, have you followed my Twitter? <laughs> That's all I got to look at. <laughs> um, I was pretty disappointed overall. I don't know. It's just one of those things where I thought it was okay. 
I wanted it to be great, and I didn't think it was. I mean, ultimately, it, it ends up. I mean, let's just wait. Are we doing spoilers? Oh yeah, we are. I would yeah. say, um, it gets uh, up into a unnecessary epilogue. It gets to a point where it, it actually ends exactly, pretty much how the other one ends. It gets. I mean, like not exactly, but I mean, the outcome is the same as the other one. So it's, and I think it's it's just pointless for a film to come out. Which I one think, of the where, endings, James? Because <laughs> it ends like five yeah, times. That's true. Fucking yeah, return the king up this bitch. I saw Sam and Frodo yeah. leave the shore at one point at Riverdale. I was like, what movie am I watching? <laughs> they just gave fucking hell- but goodbyes to each other. It's one of those things where, like, it's just such a tease, too, that it's, like, not going to go progress with any of this shit, too. So it's like, did I just waste four hours? I mean, yeah, it's it's artsy, and there's it's shot really well. I like Zack Snyder. I've, I've met Zack Snyder. I got a Watchmen poster right next to me right here. So obviously I'm not trying to shit on Zack Snyder, but it just didn't do it for me pretty much. I was just like, who the fuck cares? So was, negative. Was there anything I know. that worked for you? <laughs> He's burnt out. I'm burnt. I'm so burnt out of. Su- I, I do truthfully the year of not having superhero stuff last year for Marvel. I was like, that might have been the most beneficial thing we've ever had. Uh, it's almost like Star Wars to me at this point, where I'm just like, I don't yeah, give a fuck a anymore. What happens, dude? Who the fuck? This is just fucking people and stuff. I think maybe because of that, because of the. Uh, pandemic too like we've watched a lot more serious movies i'm like maybe this is what i'm more into uh i liked uh certain scenes i'll talk about like for instance uh the flash scene was really cool although unnecessary like it had nothing to the movie once again too (laughs) where he saves uh uh, iris or iris west right and then um i thought that was a really well done scene but i almost feel like yeah it's four hours and they were like fuck it go for all of it but you probably could have made a two and a half hour cut of this movie just he saying. could have made it a bit tighter, I'm sure. Yeah. No, but I mean, but at this point, if you're gonna, if if, if Warner Brothers is giving the reins, I understand. Like, fuck it, go for yeah, it. But balls to the wall. It reminded me of uh, it's just overbloated, and I think Zack Snyder sometimes gets in really into himself for movies. I'd say, like now he's doing a black and white version. Like, God, dude, please stop, just please stop. <laughs> yeah, but that one was announced. Well, like, what about before, you? before this release? They they said that they were gonna release. He wanted both. this main release to only be black and white. He first, wanted and to be only HBO black and white. was like. Yeah. We'll let you do the four by three, okay? You crazy fuck. Yeah. Okay. And he just smoked his cigarette. He's like, "All right, baby. You don't know till you ask. Let me get the. I, I don't know. Sometimes you just got to put it on the table. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, for the most part, that's it. I mean, uh, there's some parts I like, but there's. I mean, for the most part, I'm like. Uh. What about you, Marco? Uh, I I should should say what's. Uh, <laughs> Tell us why you're giving this an A plus. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like about the film? Not giving away my grade yet, but no, I, I understand a lot of James's critiques and everything, and I know that there's a lot of superhero movie fatigue. I, I for one, am not not fatigued about it. I am fatigued about Star Wars, totally different genre, I know, but I'm completely fatigued with that. But this is this is like an era that I always wanted to live as a kid, where superhero movies were actually pretty damn good and decent. And weren't clowny like the Schumacher Batmans or the fucking Daredevil movie that came out that was really shitty, or the Catwoman movie. So uh, don't that ever being bring said, up Catwoman, sir, don't <laughs> ever bring up Catwoman in this podcast. <laughs> but see, that's how bad they can get. So yeah, in a nutshell, I liked this movie a lot. I loved it. I thought it was everything that I expected it to be. I was a huge supporter and fan of release the Snyder cut, and I think that it fulfills what that hashtag what people who supported it like wanted and it's it's like people ask like who asked for this movie well i mean there was a whole fucking movement that made it happen that 
pretty much strong on Warner Brothers, and we're like, well, let's fucking do it. So, on that note, I think it satisfies that. I think it's a, a very much more well-developed story. I like that the the team, everyone in the team actually has a purpose to a point. Like, it's not just, like, one or two or three characters that does something, but every single one of the members does something that contributes to it versus the previous version where it, it really wasn't, like, everyone. I like that we we get, I guess, like, more of the like scenes that that give these guys more character like for instance the Barry Allen scene I, I agree with James that that scene was you know spectacular we get more scenes with Aquaman where he you know goes to Atlantis and we finally realize where he gets that trident out of nowhere because in the previous cut it's like where the fuck did he get that thing it kind of sets yeah, up true. like some of their individual movies a lot more too I like how Batman actually is actually more hopeful in this one he was a brooding SOB in like the previous movie you know versus this one where he's like trying to right a wrong and that's why i feel in the bill that these movies from man of steel bvs to this one are one like enormous arc for these characters that they're trying to reach in order to unify and stand up against like evil and stuff like so- sometimes that's how things start where like a group of people are you know not in agreement and they're they're trying to work through the problems in order for to reach a common goal and i feel like that's like the arc that these characters are are achieving is trying to look past the the individual and and become a team in order to stand for the greater good. The cinematography was great. I thought that there were some beautiful shots in it. I see now why he did it in four three. There's a lot more like up and down shots than panoramic shots, and that makes more sense because that's kind of like how he filmed this movie and how he wanted to portray superheroes as these like tall characters. And you know, by the end of it, I. I was so used to the 4-3 it didn't really fucking bother me that much I, I get it you know it's he really didn't have to do it that way but you know it's, it's his movie whatever um but overall just, i was yeah, very much satisfied him. yeah <laughs> with it i thought the action sequences were way better in this like they actually were impactful there there were stakes fucking steppenwolf was fucking like badass at least he had more motivation in this than in the previous movie and yeah i was excited to see dark side finally so yeah Uh, was it perfect no it wasn't perfect there were some issues believe it or not i know shocker i actually did have some things some issues with the movie that i'll i'll bring up when we get into more detail but yeah overall i I very much enjoyed it and i think it's a superior film compared to the previous one so yeah what about you nabil yeah i mean i liked it i don't i don't know if i feel like it was like the best of the series uh, of the three films that he's done for DC. But I mean, with a four hour runtime, I would hope that he put a lot more <laughs> thought into what he was doing <laughs> with the film. So yeah, I liked the character development. I liked the, some of the scenes, the extended action scenes were really good. Um, and the motivation of Steppenwolf was much more realized. I, I loved seeing dark side. Those were some of my favorite scenes, just being able to see dark side of the screen. Cause God knows we're ever going to see him again. Um, probably so that not. was yeah yeah probably <laughs> exactly like, so I mean that was cool to be able to at least get a taste of of dark side um and I I liked I like I, I guess my favorite part really of the film was was the action scene at the end where it was the big fight fight where everybody's going after Steppenwolf when they got the mother boxes so that so that's uh those are some solid scenes I'd say again the tone is very dark although there is a little bit more hope here um I, I with with uh, Bruce Wayne and and him trying to to 
do what's right from where he was essentially wronged in the last film that was that was a good little arc for him which which really wasn't there like you were saying marco in the other version of the just league film Mm -hmm. uh so so i will say that one thing i did enjoy about this film is that especially watching all all the other two films as well that to be able to see that arc uh that snyder was trying to work towards um and obviously some of it was is hindsight so he recut some things to make it a little bit more sense in certain areas but Nevertheless, like just to be able to see that it was a much more fulfilling trilogy in that sense of, of being able to say that the story makes more sense. But it's also, again, you know, very dark, very heavy. He's it's just how Snyder's vision was. And I mean, that's fine. That's what he was going for. So you got to take that for what it is. It's not what it's, I would yeah, want out of like, a Justice League or a Superman even film, but it's a more uh, serious I, tone. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it is. It is much more serious. But um, for what it is, I think it is a, a much more again realized film that the other justice league and it and it just made more sense with what he what the other stories were you know there was just much more of a connection where again it, it, the justice league that was that was released uh originally did not have that kind of um it, it felt like it was just its own thing it's like here's those characters out before we put them in there here you go um and now there seems to be meaning behind everything that they did exactly yeah so uh Let's talk about the grading scale. So, Marco, what what would you give it? An A minus. So you're not a plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a minus. All right. James. I don't want to be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it gets a C for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'd probably give it like a, like I probably would I never watch this again. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I'll probably never watch this again. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, I give it a C as well. So, Margo, it sounds like you, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong. You probably recommended with anybody who is like a DC fan or you know wants to realize those films, right? I think they, they yeah. If you films. if you were a fan of the previous two movies and you thought they were they were great and that you know it's it's okay to take these characters a little more serious than usual, then then this movie is definitely for you. If you supported the release of Snyder Cut and you wanted to see his version. Then this is for you. This is not gonna. This movie isn't going to change the mind of anybody who didn't like Man of Steel, didn't like BVS. Though I have seen one person that I mean, uh, not to call him out on the podcast, but John Harder from Com- <laughs> Waterfront Comics. Yeah, I saw. He actually he hated the previous two movies and he loves this movie. So I mean, there there is, there is some people that might do that too, but. For the most part, if you were okay with Snyder's vision and what he was trying to do and what he was trying to lead to, then then that's then the movie's for you. If if not, then you know probably save yourself four hours of your life. Yeah. And James, do you have any any kind of recommendation for it, or kind of just like a not really needed watch? Um, I mean, it's a hard it's a hard recommend for me to to people. If if like Marco said, if you um. That's weird that John hated the other two but like this one. It's like the same tone. I saw his post too. I was like, what? Quizzical. Uh, if you like the other two, you'll probably like, I mean, but uh, you've probably already seen it. So, I mean, I don't know if I'm recommending it to anyone. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know I was going to watch that. Uh, mm-hmm. You're probably well aware of the fucking Zack Snyder uh, shit. So, I mean, um, yeah, if if you fit that category, like I said, you've probably already seen it. So, uh, I couldn't recommend this to like casual people, I guess. I feel like a lot of cat, like my parents probably wouldn't understand this fucking thing. They'd be like, why is it four hours long? I'm like, I don't, you're going to grow older. I don't know. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) It will make you, you're going to grow a beard by the end of this. So, um, you can watch it in parts though, I guess. So, I mean, they break it up in parts. So I don't know if that's a 
better move or uh, we'll talk about some stuff and spoilers obviously but um i guess that's who would have recommended i wouldn't it, like i said if you if, if at least watch it once you know so yeah i guess even I if know, you break it's it not in very half, strong two hours and two yeah. hours yeah it's not bad yeah, yeah. i mean i i feel the same way it's it's I, I don't know if I could recommend it to just a casual fan or somebody who's interested just in the general idea of Justice League. Like, probably... Like, first, probably one thing real quick, Nabil, I know some people have, like, seen this and liked it, but they didn't even see, like, Batman vs. Superman, the ultimate cut, which kind of leads directly into this fucking movie. So I'm like... Yes, it does. Same. Maybe check that out, too, is what I'm Yeah, you'd, you'd want to watch the other one, because it is, like, a, literally a dark There's even, like, it. scenes in the end of that that were cut in, in the, the original one that would make no yeah. sense. Yeah, I was like, oh, I guess people... And that's what I mean. Like, some people are just literally just jumping to see it, I guess, but I'm like, okay. Oh. It's what Warner Brothers wants. Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe release your IMAX version on time. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't recommend it to a casual fan. Uh, definitely, if you're uh, wanting to watch it from the other Snyder versions, uh, Snyder films, yeah, I would say to watch it because it it does give it a much more, uh, much better closure. Uh, I mean, it's it, it, we'll talk about it spoilers, but there's also like a lead off into other things, but. Uh, from the other two films that he did, like it is, it's a good arc to to see that come through from, from start to finish compared to Justice League, where it's just is a different tone uh, that we uh, Josh Whedon made. So yeah. All right, so we're gonna go into spoilers. Uh, before we jump into that, if you guys haven't seen the film because you haven't had four hours of your life to spend on this yet, <laughs> may, maybe uh, you know skip ahead, go into our outro. We'll let you know what we're gonna be watching next on our next pod. But otherwise. If you don't really care, or, you know, maybe you're slightly intrigued, stick with us, and we'll go into some more details about the film and our spoilers. Kalel, no! Kalel, no! So, spoilers. There, there's quite a few changes in this film, um, not just with this, with the you know character developments, but the story itself, how it ends is a little different, and, of course... Uh, James has been alluding to the uh, epilogue that happened. Uh, so, so <laughs> do you want to go over anything, James, about the spoiler? You want to talk about more about that uh, that epilogue? The Celtic and, and that uh, song that lasted six and a half minutes. I think they probably <laughs> oh could have cut God. that out. Why was it there? Over sexualized Aquaman. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Amber, I, I, I agree. Some, I Amber Heard that's somehow had her uh, Amber Heard had her British, British accent? accent back? Question mark. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. Real quick, the. Um, Epilogue, I guess. I guess that's the big one, or we can get that at the end, I guess. I don't really... I don't mind. Uh, I thought it was terrible, so... God, I hated the way it was shot, too. None of them were actually there, so that's why they're all close-up no. shots, too, by the way. On the end? Yeah, fuck. I assumed as much. It was all... Yeah, that's none of them were in the room together, so I was like, oh, fuck, this yeah. is terrible. Because of COVID stuff, so they're all... And then um, Ezra Miller's one was done over a Zoom call. I was like, fuck, man. Why you was it? This? Yeah. I didn't know that. He's busy filming Fantastic Beast 3, so. Oh. And, um, yeah, it was kind of a weird one. That's It was up until that point, I was actually like, okay, it ends pretty nicely. And then that came in, and I was like, please don't do that. I don't, I don't know why you would film something like that when you know you're not going to get a sequel. That's what I'm getting at. It was, so. Well, I read that he he he's he showed the epilogue because he wanted to show the fans of kind of where potentially where it was going to go and oh, where yeah. his next film would lead into. So it was just a tease, knowing that it wasn't going to happen. Like he had full creative control. Like it. if you wave your fee and you have full creative control, yeah. you fucking might as well. Especially like if you're kind of like trying to one up the studio that didn't even want you to show this. I would have done that too. I would have been like, fuck it. Here's my yeah. here's my full vision. I know it's not going anywhere, but. 
you know i want people to know where i wanted it to yeah. go so it made sense but i i um i agree i yeah. don't think that the uh i'm sorry Bill. what were you gonna say no, I was gonna say what 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 were your thoughts on any spoilers standouts? Oh, I I, I agree with the uh, the chanting with Aquaman. Like that's one of the things that probably could have been cut. And I, I get it. I know why they did it because it's supposed to represent uh, gods among men, and they're supposed to be worshiping him as a god. I understand that, whatever. But I don't think it was necessary. A lot of the slow mo shots could have been sped up. I, I was like, okay, I get it, but please let's just let's just speed this up. That's Snyder's that's thing, Snyder's. Marco. Okay, that's true. That's but his, I mean, like that could have that like, unsaturated yeah. colors. Yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, some of the ritualistic stuff. Like I, I get, like it's cool to see the Amazonians do all this stuff, but when they're trying to light the arrow and everything, I was like, can we speed it up a little bit though? Just light <laughs> that thing. Just shoot it, please. Just yeah, shoot that, it. that was a bit scene. long. Let's uh, go when, pull this out. Pull this yeah. out. I'm gonna like, look it's, over it's my cool. shoulder. Then I'm gonna think about it. A little extension it. of that, yeah. A little yeah. extension of that would have been fine, but I felt like that was a little too extended. Some of the CG hurts a little bit in parts of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that it's the still first, obvious. Especially a lot of it's green screen. The set yeah. pieces were kind of the you know where like it should be the environment. That I was shocked right. that was he up. actually shot the fucking scene with a. Uh, Superman coming back. I was like, "Oh fuck!" I thought yeah. this was Joss Whedon. I was like, this "Yeah, I've seen in the whole fucking movie, especially the." I, I didn't mind oh it. To, it to be honest, actually, that's actually one of the things from the original I didn't mind, but it was done slightly different, obviously, because yeah, there were some. So at least know, he doesn't say the bleed fucking line. Yeah, the bleed it was. Kal-El, no. Kal-El. Kal-El, no. Kal-El, no. Kal-El, no. And then I was like, like people have such an Stop. issue with that scene, and I don't. I'm like, like she's just trying to get him to remember his name and trying to get him to kind of like snap out of it. I, I get it. Like, I just, I have an issue with the way that was delivered. It was shitty. Yeah, that's really what it is. Just is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's understandable. I, I don't think it was for me personally. It wasn't. I thought it was fine. I, I, I did feel that again. Some of the the CG around the Martian Manhunter was kind of bad, and like I know that that was shot after, but I know, I agree, really Marco. I don't know if you you saw Supergirl, right? At least first season, maybe anyone? Yeah, the yeah. Martian Manhunter's in that one, and he looks better than this one, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I, also, you could tell it was like an afterthought on this one. I was like, ooh. It was, I don't think it was necessary to introduce him in the middle of the movie. Like that end scene would have been fine, and it also kind of takes away a little bit away from that scene when uh, he's portraying I Martha agree. and talking to. Yeah, that to was Lois a good. Lane. That was a good scene that they they kind of exposed each other and they had a nice conversation, and then for it to be like meaning nothing. So I was like, well, okay. I was yeah, like, damn. I, been... I actually I agree. I like the like they kind of have like a heart to heart because that's yeah. kind of like her somewhat like daughter in law, you know, in a way. And it's like, never mind. It was him. I'm like, what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, well. and also like the movie ending five times. I'm like, they probably could have shortened that up a little <laughs> bit. It does have a little bit of the Lord of the. Uh, I'm sorry, the Return of the King esque type of ending, where it just the movie just keeps ending. You're just like, okay, just end. But but I understand why he did it. Uh, James is right. He could have he could have cut this down more, like maybe two and a half, three hours, three and a half tops. But it it there was a lot of stuff that could have been cut out. And I know why he included it, because he wanted to include everything in the kitchen sink. It's his ultimate cut, you know, nothing on the cutting board. I understand, but still, 
I'm like, oh, okay. But I, the, but that didn't like take me fully out of the movie. I still enjoyed it enough to just be like, oh man, this is, you know, it's enjoyable for me. The uh the epilogue, I'm sorry, the nightmare scene, I actually thought that that was actually kind of cool. Like I know why he did it. He wanted to see Batman and Joker in the same room, which which had never happened and probably will never happen again. And I was curious about it too. I wanted to see these these two dynamic. They finally acknowledged the fact that he killed Robin because it was kind of teased in BVS and he finally like owns up to it and says like, why would you send the boy wonder to do a man's job? And it, it, it kind of almost reminded me of like the killing joke to a point where they had that conversation at the end and like Batman, like you can tell he wants to like kill the Joker, but he doesn't. And yeah, uh, it, it didn't, it made sense to me that he wanted to do that because of the fact that Justice League 2 and possibly 3 was going to lead into that, that whole nightmare sequence and we we're going to see a rad, a ragtag team take on an evil Superman and Darkseid. And to at least show like that's the direction I want to go, I think is is a service to like the fans and to the people that wanted to see the Snyderverse continue on. And I know it's not going to go anywhere, but at least we know where it could have gone. So it worked for me still. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my favorite part of the film was was the end, not not the epilogue part, but the actual end battle scene with Steppenwolf and how uh, Cyborg couldn't get the uh, the boxes, uh, couldn't stop the boxes from synch- synchronizing, and then the Flash travels through time and tra- like all that was pretty cool. I thought that that was a really neat little change in what they did before, where it was seemed kind of like he was Steppenwolf was taken over by his fear from the original film. Um, dumb. by the parademons and in this film he yeah in this film he actually did succeed and then the flash comes in does some you know goes back in time for just a few seconds and you know then steven wolf essentially gets his head cut off and let the dark side speed i thought that was pretty like that was something that i would have expected out of this uh yeah. you know like a, a justice league film so that was cool yeah. um and and I liked that they kind of spent a little bit more time explaining what they were doing to bring Superman back because I remember in Justice League it all just seemed like it was happening really fast. So that that was a little better uh, compared to the Joss Whedon cut uh, version. But yeah, that whole, you know, when he is resurrected, that whole scene, though it was a better version here because he spent a bit more time with, with all the characters and what, you know, Clark was going through. Mm-hmm. Um it it still wasn't like a very strong film. I mean, they, the, the maybe it's just difficult to kind of put that together and to find a way to to resurrect him and make it make sense. But it was it was it was one of the weaker scenes for me still, even watching it again. Um, especially like what you said, James. I didn't realize that that was actually all him. I thought that whole part was kind of added in of how he was resurrected in in the monument uh, yeah. by Joss Whedon, but apparently it was all kind of already planned it almost so. seems like uh, well i know he's like he had to be there but yeah they were, they were trying to like recreate what happened to cyborg because after he explains that that's how his dad brought him back pretty much they were they would know that it would yeah it would they would have to do it a similar process with uh with superman utilizing his ship and utilizing that's that liquid that that can bring you back to life and stuff uh, i think it would have uh, worked better if like it had been uh, like maybe extended more with his resurrection and coming back and explaining it with the black suits, like a restoration suit and all this shit. And yeah, they kind of just gloss over it. And it's like, Oh, I guess we just got yeah. back in the movie. So that's all. all right. He thought, he thought it was okay to explain it by just him going to the sun and exposing it to the sun. And 
I was like, no, maybe, maybe saying <laughs> a little bit more know, context. That's a restoration yeah. suit, but yeah, but it, it, I would have loved the mullet look if they had let him do it too. That would have been dope. Yeah, that would have been cool. But yeah, it, it's cool to see how expanding Cyborg's story and his background helps flesh out more things of the other characters too. And you see how much the previous incarnation suffered because they completely like gutted that aspect of it. I liked his relationship with his father and. And how it was like in shambles and, and he was able to s- somewhat make amends with it. In fact, every single character had some connection to their parent of wanting to do make their parents proud. And their parents kind of egging them on and saying, you can do this. Diana's mother saying she will know she can do this. Uh, Barry's father telling him he can do whatever he wants. Batman trying to being told that he would make his parents proud. And Aquaman trying to like finally take on the mantle of like... Or, or leading into taking the mantle of the of the king of Atlantis, uh, of Atlantis because his mother was the queen. They had all that stuff like layered in there. And Superman, you hear him like with the voice with the voices of both his dads, like telling him that he was chosen to to be a beacon of hope. And I I kind of like that, you know. It it kind of just you know added that little bit of heart to the movie. Well, speaking of of the movie itself. It's. I've already been kind of a uh, unofficially officially answered by Zack Snyder. It's so, uh, but nevertheless, would you like to see a sequel to this one? Um, even though it's probably, you know most likely not going to be a thing. Sorry, I wrote this before uh, the thing dropped today. Obviously, yeah. but still, I mean, it's interesting to see, especially with the lead into the epilogue. Marco, I mean, is that something you you think that continuing this universe would it have been worth it? I I think so. I I know they don't want to. I know that HBO. And Warner Brothers or Warner Brothers have announced that they're not, but at the same time, they've also said the same thing about this cut. They said that it would it didn't exist. They said that it would never happen, and obviously, there's different circumstances because like seventy to eighty percent of this movie was already done. It didn't really need much. It just needed like some post production, you know, stuff and some additional scenes that weren't necessary but are included in there. But it would be interesting to see this get continued, and they have the means to do it. Just directly direct a stream to HBO Max. It's not going to cost you much. Do it like in, as a form of a miniseries or something. I, I think that'd be pretty cool. What about you, James? Would you want to see this kind of see his trilogy of Justice League films realized? No. I mean, that's, it's not going to happen. So I'm like, I don't. Yeah. I'm not getting myself hyped up for anything anymore. Like, no, bring on Robert Pattinson. Let's just figure this shit out. Yeah, um, I, they, they're going to move into TV shows and shit. So, I mean, they've got some unannounced stuff they talked about today, which is like breaking news, I guess. So they're going to continue media somehow. But it's not this is the closing the chapter on Zack Snyder. I think he kind of burned his bridges with Wells, Warner Brothers now. So like this, this is probably it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was good to see him as an artist be able to have his full vision realized and have it have it on the screen. And, you know, he definitely especially you know waving his fee he milked it for everything he could and got his his film there and that's great but um at this point yeah i i want to you know i want to see something a bit more upbeat of of you know it's fine to have a dark batman film so marvel but, Ford and you know people. i really want to see an upbeat superman thing <laughs> <laughs> i i'd like to see the more of the superman that i've kind of grown up with and like stuff black and adam here we go too. let's go yeah I mean, look man so know, long as they don't go full schumacher on this then that's fine bill I'm okay with that. I don't think they're ever gonna <laughs> but, go back. Full I don't think so. They, unless it's on purpose, though. Uh, you know what I mean, Wonder Woman '84, James. That'd be the only time. I don't know if that was Schumacher. Actually, that was something else. Uh, here's I well, I mean, you guys recommended it. I didn't. 
Uh, I still think the Schumacher movies are better than that movie. So, All right, guys, so that's it. That's our uh, review of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, feedback, response, reviews. Uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MoviePalsPod. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Stitcher, hit the subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome. Uh, This is probably a weird one to join us in on, but still, thank you for giving us a shot. Rate us, review us, let us know what you like, what you don't like, and please give us five stars, regardless. Even if you didn't like us, just, just throw that five. You know, give us some love. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit of that treat. All right, so uh, join us next time, guys. Uh, we're on our march to episode 100 here. It's going to happen soon, sooner than later. Uh, we got episode 96 coming up. Uh, we'll be reviewing the new film, Godzilla vs. Kong, as well as continuing our Studio Ghibli Fest. We only have five movies left. Which one could it be? Tune in next time, though. Until then, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. Have a good one. <laughs>